When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, Ram Nation. Colorado State makes history the biggest comeback in school history. CSU comes storming back. They were down 17-0. They're down 20 with six minutes left. And they find a way to beat Boise State for the first time ever. Uh, I'm really looking forward to diving into this one. I am running on fumes. Got about three hours of sleep, so I hope that we are able to have a concise pod. I hope that I'm able to keep my thoughts together. But uh, shout out to all of you for getting up nice and early with me to talk about this. Shout out to Alan in the comment section, betting on CSU since the CU game. Got them at seven and a half, so you were winning before the Hail Mary. Yes, you were, man, but there's nothing sweeter than actually winning. And this was just such a massive moment for the program. Boise State has been this hurdle that the Rams have not been able to overcome now, going all the way back to 2011. The streak finally ends, you know, at 12 games. It was it was just insane. <laughs> I honestly don't know what to say about this game outside of this is one of the dumbest college football games I've ever watched. Certainly from a CSU perspective, one of the most exciting in the ends. Uh, I will never forget this night as long as I live. I just, at the same time, this was such a roller coaster. CSU came out. They played so poorly offensively out of the gate, four straight three and outs. At one point in that first half, you're plus three in the turnover margin and still sitting there down by three scores. And I'm just thinking to myself, how the hell is this even possible? How is this possible? Uh, But the way that they were able to respond in this second half, especially given how the last six quarters had gone between Utah State and Boise State, I just, I have so much love and respect for those guys in that locker room. And and I'm just really happy for them, frankly, because this team has been through so much over the years. And this fan base has been through so much over the years. I mean, it's it has not been easy being a CSU supporter at times. We all know. I mean, you go from feeling so high in Boulder, feeling like you're going to have this historic win over CU to just a brutal low. And frankly, I kind of felt like we got robbed of a a special night in Rams history that night, but to be able to get it back against Boise state, God, that feels good. Uh, Maybe even better than a win over CU. I don't know, but honestly, it's not about Boise state. It's not about CU. This is about CSU. I'm going to make jokes. I've got plenty of trolls in my mentions. I'm sure I'll get some in the comment section here, you know, making fun of the, 
The field storm, where is everybody? Well, it was a 20-point game at midnight, guys. The people had gone home. There was over 34,000 people there early on. Great homecoming crowd. And while I am bummed that so many Rams fans ended up you know, missing out on this historic night, and this is a great example, I mean, especially after the, the craziness of Friday night with the CU-Stanford game, you never know what is going to happen. You never know what's going to happen in this crazy, wild sport. And for those of you that got to stick around, this was special, man. I mean, there's nothing like storming the field. There truly is. I think back to that night on, on 2014 against Utah State, and that's something that'll stick with me forever. And, and being coming down from the press box, it's obviously a, a different vibe than, you know, storming the field triumphantly as a fan in the stands. But to be able to come down onto the field and just see so much joy within this community within the locker room, all the players, I mean, getting to see everybody celebrate together. It was just a really, really special moment. And beyond the corniness, beyond the sappiness, and, and you know, again, I don't blame anybody that left. It was a 20-point game. It's a late start. You know, it's midnight. It's cold. Nobody thought this game was going to turn. Boys, he had a 99.9% win probability. Just an epic choke on their part. And we'll, we'll talk about that as well. Um, as excited as this is, and honestly, we're going to focus more on the the positivity in this one. I'll dive more into the, the X's and O's, especially when I record later this afternoon after rewatching the game. But to me, this was as important of a CSU win as there has been in the last decade. I mean, you can look at like a Boston College on the road in 2014. That was obviously huge. Uh, New Mexico, shout out to Aaron Harris, my guy in the, the comment section. Um, obviously, the New Mexico Bowl against Wazoo in 2013, that was sick. Homecoming against Utah State, I felt like was a big moment. But I, I just feel like after everything that CSU has been through as a program over the last five, six, seven years, and even honestly, after everything this team has been through this year between the Henry Blackburn stuff and, and just being emotionally drained after getting death threats and, and just you know, chat on all over TV across the country to, you know, stringing together a couple wins and then playing your worst game of the season last week against Utah State. I mean, it was ugly. It was it was as ugly as it gets last week. And, and it seemed like, you know, they were in for a another long night, but to be able to grind this out, you know, I, I don't want to be too overdramatic. I want to, you know, use too much hyperbole or something here, but I really feel like that can be a transformative win for CSU because to be able to do something you just have not been able to do for a decade plus, it's so huge. Boise had just been this boogeyman that the Rams could not seem to to overcome, and they finally did it. They finally did it, and I'm I'm so happy for those players. Uh, I'm so happy for the coaching staff. You know, obviously there were a a lot of people starting to, you know, be like, oh, is Norvell still the guy? Are we sure this is it? Yes, he is the guy. Now, does it mean that it was perfect? No, obviously not. There is a ton that they still have to clean up. Um, I didn't love some of the play calling early on. Uh, you still have too many penalties. I mean, it, it, it could have gone so wrong so many ways in this game, but it didn't. And you found a way to win ugly, which is, again, something CSU has just not been able to do very consistently over the years. Um, if you can give us a thumbs up on YouTube, I'd appreciate it. Shout out to everybody in the comment section. Uh, I, I I love you guys for getting up early with me. I know it's been a, a long one. Again, I got about three hours of sleep. Got a long day ahead of me, but nothing better than this. Nothing better 
than a Rams victory vibe. Doing a shout out our friends over at Game Time. Game Time makes it easy to buy tickets. They have last minute deals. You can see uh, where you're going to sit before you even buy the ticket, which is which is awesome. They've got deals on the uh, events right up to the start, even an hour in. At times, you can check out the zone deals where Game Time picks out your seats and you're getting an average of 18% savings. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code DNVR, get $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account, use that code DNVR for $20 off your first purchase. Also, want to shout out the homies at Saturday Neon. Saturday Neon, they are a local company. They make officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. If you have been to the DNVR bar, you will know uh, that they are sick, man. They're made with the highest quality materials. They're backed by a two-year warranty. And what's awesome is they're shipped with everything that you need to install and operate. They're easy to mount, power, and dim. And what's awesome is these things are officially licensed. So you know you're getting the highest quality product. Go to SaturdayNeon.com. Use the code DNVR for 10% off your order today. Free shipping for orders over $200. Okay. Okay. Let's get into the keys to the game here again. We're going to get into a lot of the X's and O's and, and all that. When I rewatch the game, uh, we'll really do a deep dive. This is one where I'm just going to spam the hell out of you guys with content. I mean, this legit might be a three, four podcast game, 10 articles. The sky is, is the limit when it comes to you know making history. We needed this. We just needed this as a fan base. It's been so hard for CSU for so long. And I know that this team isn't exactly where you want to be yet. You know, there's probably going to be more frustrating moments. I joked on Thursday on the, you know, DNVR Rams Live preview show where we preview the weekend. I was just like, CSU is going to beat Boise State. And honestly, it wouldn't even surprise me that much if they did that and then went and, you know, like lost to UNLV by double digits or something. And I'm not even trying to say that's going to happen. I don't know. I was being sarcastic. It was mostly tongue in cheek, but. This Boise team, we've said from the summer, is the most beatable that they've that they've been. This game was there for the taking. You didn't play great for a lot of it, but you just found a way to hung, hang around. You found a way to rally. I, I want to say shout out to Kennedy McDowell. Uh, prayers up for him. Just such a scary moment in that second half. I, I God, I just you hope for the best in that instance. Um, it, it, we did get an update that. You know, he was responsive and and that's great at Poudre Valley Hospital. So we're, we're just hoping for the best there. True freshman has such a bright future, such a just kind young man too. When I've been around him, really, really scary. But I felt like that was a rallying moment for the Rams. And Norvell talked about that post game. The players did. Um, it was, it was a cheap shot. It was a dirty blindside hit. Um, yeah, that, that's all I'm going to say about that. Cause I don't want to get all, he did here, uh, but that was that was Bush League, man. That was Bush League. That game got a little chippy at times. The officiating was horrible. Both sides. There were a couple of questionable spots uh, that I disagreed with on both sides. A couple of judgment calls I didn't understand. I felt like the targeting call was off. Again, I'll have to see a replay there, but it, to me, it looks like he hit him with the shoulder in the chest, and you throw the flag there, eject Chase Wilson on like the second play of the game because he... Hits the quarterback a little bit hard. Uh, I don't understand that one. There were a couple instances where I felt like Boise hit high and didn't get called for targeting. I, I understand that that's just a frustrating call in general. It's a judgment call. They're going to go against you. Um, but it, it got chippy there. I mean, Kennedy goes down. It's really scary. Then you have another instance where a Boise player kind of 
has a, a CSU guy wrapped up. They slam him to the ground. Jacob Gardner comes in hot. Uh, he cheap shots him back, like just being completely fair. But that's one of those instances where you got to stand up for your brother. And I understand that it's a fine line and like it, it can be a little bit hypocritical, to be honest, because there are moments where you see something like that and you're like, wow, that's great passion. You know, you love to see him defending his teammate and there are other moments where you get a, a personal foul and it's like, gosh, be smarter than that. And if you're a player, it's kind of like, well, what is it? It's a little bit of both. You got to know the moments. Um, you know, I, I tweeted that Chagose Anusium's penalty flag late in that game, although incredibly soft again, the officiating just not great. You got to be smarter than that. Did the guy flop without a doubt, but don't push him and you don't get called for that flag there. But I really had no beef with that Jacob Gardner incident. I, Took some heat on Twitter. People, of course, you know, going back at me. What are you talking about? But anytime you've got a guy wrapped up like that and you slam him to the ground, it's just unnecessary, especially these days. And I love to see Gardner protecting his teammates. That's why he's a team captain. And I promise you, not a single person, not a single person in that locker room will have an issue with Jacob Gardner taking a flag there. They just won't. Like, that's the type of fight you want to see from your team, man. Like there have been so many moments over the years where the Rams have gone down and you're only down seven, you're only down 10, but you look down on the sidelines and the body language is terrible. Everybody's moping. It feels impossible. You know, you're only down a score or two, but it, it just feels like this deficit is impossible to overcome. And slowly, but surely, you know, slowly, but surely the Rams are finding ways to, grind out these these tough tough victories we've got some comments asking about damian henderson he is still hurt was kind of a day-to-day -day decision going in we're hoping to see him back on the field next week as well as kobe johnson uh, there were a couple of guys out tonight aiden hector was out uh we'll, we'll just have to see on all those guys uh, i still expect a couple more weeks for avery morrow but getting those running backs is going to be huge and I, I've got a lot of love for Van Shield, the walk-on. It's awesome that he's now scored in three straight games. I think it's a really fun story, just a guy that has earned his opportunity on this team. Now, I do think that the the difference in just general explosiveness is very evident. There are instances where, you know, maybe Van goes for four where somebody else is going to go for eight or nine because they can get to the edge. At the same time, though, you trust him in pass pro. And that guy runs hard as hell. I mean, there are a couple of times where he gets five and it looks like he's stuffed at the, the line of scrimmage. So shout out to Van Shield. Uh, we'll get into him a little bit more when we give out some helmet stickers for this game. I do want to get into the keys to the game, though. Again, we'll get more into the X's and O's over uh, the next couple of days as I really nerd out on this game. This is, this is going to be an all-timer, guys, because there's so much about this game <laughs> that is head-scratching. But there's also a couple of really easy things you can point to a lot of really questionable decisions by Boise State down the stretch. The fact that Genty gets two touches on those first two offensive series when he's going for like nine yards of pop and just absolutely running wild over the Rams. I don't understand that. I don't understand what they're doing with the two quarterback system. Um, not only are they playing two quarterbacks, but going within series. And it's not even like an instance where, well, this guy has a design run. This guy's more of our pocket passer. It just seems, you know, like it's a gut thing. I I don't know. I just don't understand how you can get any rhythm that way. But uh, the keys to the game in this one, I'm going to throw out third down efficiency. I mentioned this as a big, big key going in and it really played out that way. CSU in that first half couldn't do anything. One of eight on third down, I believe in the second half, they go six of nine offensively. 
keeping those drives alive, staying on the field, giving yourself an opportunity, giving your defense a break. It was huge. And then defensively, CSU stepped up. How many times have I come on this show and said, man, it was so frustrating that the Rams gave up so many key third downs in this one, not in this one, not tonight or last night, I should say. Sorry, no sleep. <laughs> Boys, you say 0 of 5 on third down in the second half. That defense stepped up in a major way. And can you point some fingers at Boise and, and question some of their decision making? You know, yeah, without a doubt. But the fact of the matter is, when you needed to make plays on both sides of the football, you stepped up and you got it done. Defensively, you know, you do give up the one touchdown late. It felt like it was going to be the, the dagger, but you're able to hold them to field goals on two other instances. And offensively, you just did what it what needed to be done when the game was there for the taking. You mount three straight fourth quarter uh, drives that end with a touchdown. Just clutch. I mean, very similar to what we saw CSU do on the road against Middle Tennessee State, obviously against a, a better opponent this time. And I still, I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole again, but I, I still think that Middle Tennessee State might actually be the best team in Conference USA that just played a weird schedule. Um, but to be able to do this, man, it just speaks to their resilience because you're coming off of your worst game. You don't have your A game early. This so easily could have turned into a 40 to zero. I mean, we've had some ugly games against Boise over the years where things got out of hand in a hurry. Bobo had one, Adazio had one, um, you know, just about everyone had one at one point or the other, but I, I'm just so impressed with, the way that this team was able to basically stand their ground and, and find a way to get it done, you know, three straight fourth quarter scoring drives is, is just huge. And I'm so impressed with Braden Fowler Nicolosi and the resilience that he shows is, is there moments where you can tell he's a red shirt freshman without a doubt. And he struggled with some, some accuracy over the last two weeks. There are some things mechanically. I do think he could clean up a little bit that would, help with some of his ball placement. You know, there are just some times where he's thrown a little behind guys, a little low, a little high could clean that up. And, you know, you're, you're really going to see him take off. But I mean, this, this kid has some freaking stones. And when you see the way he was in command of that offense down the stretch, when the game was, was on the line, you don't see that from red shirt freshman, man, he is getting everybody lined up. He's calm, cool, and collected after having six straight quarters of struggles. He's confidently ripping the football even after throwing the pick he doesn't let him phase him the kid's tough bf him baby shout out to charlie in the comments great he really is that guy bf him uh some more keys to the game here turnover margin you know you're plus three at one point you end up finishing plus two there are so many little moments in a game that dictate an outcome and when you look at those picks you know yeah you're getting torched on the ground at the time but you know, you get a big interception uh, where Henry Blackburn is able to complete the tip drill. And he always just seems to be in the right place at the right time with those very similar to his pick against, against Boulder. Uh, you know, you get a force fumble, Justin Sanchez strips the running back and boom, Jock comes up with it. I mean, there, there were just so many little moments in this where CSU was able to do the the right thing. And I think the turnover margin was huge. And I think CSU's play on special teams was huge. Patty Turner, had some really, really big punts to to pin Boise deep. Didn't allow him to get any returns. I think we've seen the, the kicking game be a strength for the Rams this year. Yeah, you have had a couple of kicks blocked, but you feel really solid when Jordan Noyes is, is going out there. Even when it was 
like a 31 yard attempt or whatever on the pad after you get the unsportsman like i just there was no part of me that was like this this is gonna go wrong and when you when you watch as much college football as i do college kickers can be a roller coaster man they can be they can be a roller coaster but i i just think him maybe it's his age you know he's 31 father of three guys got ice in his veins but man a lot of things that the rams did well down the stretch when they really needed to uh, to me the turning point in this game Taylor green with about a minute 45 left appears to rush what should have been for the game clinching first down it ends up getting called back for holding but that was huge because it stopped the clock at that point it's second down. You only have one timeout remaining. The Rams had to burn a timeout in the third quarter. And as that drive starting, I turned to Kevin Lytle, my guy from the Colorado and does great work. Always going to plug him. You know, he, I turned to him and I'm just like, how big is that timeout in the third quarter? Now you're feeling like it's going to be one of those woulda, coulda, shoulda games. And instead Boise again, you know, they shot themselves in the foot repeatedly in this one, but they get called for holding. It goes back. It allows CSU to keep their timeout. I was third and long or second long. You get the stop. That's third and long. They don't get it. They have to punt the ball back. And I mean, that again, just the little things like this game, it's a cliche. They say it's a game inch. It's a game of moments. It really is. I mean, you get that first down, you don't get called for holding. It's game over. It felt very similar to, to see you, uh, to see you in Boulder. You know, if you're CSU, you're sitting there being like, God, if we just don't get that unnecessary roughness, if we don't get that illegal block, which I still haven't seen since in any game, by the way, some, some questionable calls in that one. Oh man. Shout out to my guy. We got a super chat, Evan Hoatson music, a much love guy. Go Rams. Hell yeah. This is for us. This is all about us again, you know, troll if you want, but at the end of the day, this isn't about CU. This isn't about Boise state. This is about our program and we, where we are at and us arriving and us getting back on the, the scene, man, and getting a, a transformative win over a school that has owned you for a decade plus. It's a pretty good freaking start. Pretty good start. Uh, player of the game, and then we'll get into some helmet stickers here, and then we'll get to some of your questions and comments because I want to celebrate this one with you guys. Uh, but to me, it's Dallin Holker because he had the game-winning touchdown, obviously, seven catches, 85 yards, one glorious, glorious touchdown off of the tip. Um, that was something they, they practiced, man, that Hail Mary play. And based on the way they executed it, it, it's not like just lip service. I absolutely believe them. You can see the way it was designed. Basically, you send Torrey, Dallin, and Lewis Brown and, and trips, you send him to the end zone. Torrey's the fastest. You send him all the way to the back of the end zone in case the ball gets tipped back that way. Lewis Brown, very explosive vertically, maybe the best hops on the team. He's You throw it up to him. If he has an opportunity to catch it, that's the main goal. If not, you try and tip it. He goes up. Um, I couldn't tell if it was him or a Boise guy, a DB that tipped it, but Dallin sitting right there. He catches the football. And it was just so fun to hear them talking about it post game. Tori, you know, could not have a bigger smile. And it's great for him, too. You know, it, it's very easily could have been a night where you're thinking about that Tori Horton drop and just like, oh man, I can't believe he missed that touchdown. Ugh, could have been very eerily similar to the, the Wyoming game last year where he obviously has the, the brutal fumble. I, I just, 
<laughs> I'm just so stoked right now, man. Shout out to my high minute. What a way to get that Boise State monkey off our backs after Boise went up 30 to 10. I thought it was over, but the Rams had other plans. Everyone thought it was over. That's why I'm not going to shame anybody that left early. It was cold. It was almost mi- midnight. You know, you're down 20 with six minutes left. ESPN's win probability has it at 99.9%. Like nobody in the world thought that CSU was going to pull this off. Even after they recovered the first onside kick, you know, I tweeted Rams recover the onside with eye emojis. You know, anything can happen. You never know. And they go down and score. Then they get the second one and you're sitting there like, oh my God, are they actually going to do this? Of course, in peak fashion, terrible officials they call it back maybe is the right call i don't i don't know it, it looked very borderline to me you can't hit anybody until the ball goes at uh, 10 yards and they touch it but i, I just think that this is going to be one of those wins you look back from you know 18 months from now four or five years from now and you you look back at it and be like that's when it started that's when the spark started that's when the rams got rolling you know if you're in the mountain west championship mix this year or next year you know, this could be the game that you look back on and you're just like, that was when they figured it out. That was when it clicked. You know, these last couple of weeks I've been talking about trying to eliminate the losing tendencies that have plagued you, you know, over the years and how winning teams find ways to win even when they don't have their A game and losing teams find ways to lose even when they play well. And maybe you're not where you want to be quite yet, but they're so much closer than they have been at any point. And if you can't see that by now, I just don't know what to tell you. Like I'm at some point, I'm just going to waste my time again. Or is it perfect? No, they have so much. They got to clean up the run game. Still struggling. Big factors, probably that you're missing three of your top running backs. But the fact that they're able to pull this out just speaks volumes to where this program is at. And it speaks volumes to the, the talent on this team. And I want to shout out some of these individuals. Uh, First off helmet sticker for Kennedy McDowell. Uh, prayers up, man. Really scary for the really scary moment with the true freshman going down. They cut his jersey off, goes off on the stretcher. I mean, you just never want to see that. He's a guy who I've heard so many good things about going back to the spring. I've certainly enjoyed talking to him when I've gotten the opportunities. Uh, wish nothing but the best for him. Hope he is okay. Uh, just really, really scary. Uh, helmet sticker for Braden Fowler Nicolosi. Redshirt freshman quarterback, he is him, as our guy said earlier, BF him. Finishes 32 of 54 for 359, three touchdowns, one interception, a quarterback rating of 129.7. You'd like to see the you know, completion percentage a little higher maybe, but I'm not going to nitpick over stuff like that. I just felt like when the game was there, when it was on the line, he was calm, cool, and collected. He was letting it rip. He was getting the, the ball in the hands of the playmakers. And obviously it maybe took a little longer than you would have liked to have seen, but when the game was there for the taking, he found a way to consistently get the ball to Tory Horton, Dallin Holker. Good Lord. Sorry about that. And uh, Dylan Goffney, which was huge uh, helmet sticker for Holker. Obviously the player of the game, seven catches, 85 yards, game winning touchdown uh, helmet sticker for Dylan Goffney, seven catches, 85 yards, one touchdown helmet sticker for Lewis Brown, four catches, 33 yards, one touchdown. Love to see him continue to make plays, especially with Justice Ross Simmons, little dinged up, has stitches in his hand. Tough spot as a wide receiver. I hope he's able to kind of work through that as the season goes on. Rams are really going to need more and more out of these young receivers. They need them to step up because you can see whether it's this game, whether it's CU, you know, when you're able to get a cup, just a couple of these other guys, it doesn't have to be six, seven, but if you can get 
you know, two, three other guys in the mix consistently outside of Torrey and Dallin, all of a sudden it just opens up everything for you. And I, I just think Lewis Brown's ceiling is really high, incredibly athletic, great hands, uh, improving more and more as a route runner. I'm, I'm really excited. Great to see him and Goffney have a big night. Uh, helmet sticker for running back Van Shield, third state game. He has had a touchdown. Love that. Uh, helmet sticker for the entire offensive line. BFN did get sacked on the first offensive series of the game, um, but only gave up two total, six tackles for loss. You don't feel too bad about that. I, I just, I'm impressed with the way that this this offense continues to not really compound things. Are there are there moments where they're out of rhythm? Without a doubt. I mean, the lack of a ground game's been frustrating. The the timing on the passing offense can be off at times, but you're not having those disastrous plays that you had last year where it's second and 25 and third and 32 because your quarterback is just getting murdered. This O-line is giving CSU a chance, and without them, like none of this would work. Man, it was it was ugly last year. Never seen anything like it, and the, the amount of improvement we've seen this quickly. Huge shout-out to Bill Best, offensive line coach. Did a great job on the recruiting front and has done a great job developing these guys going back to the spring. We have four new starters. It can be really tough, and you're seeing that with a lot of teams right now. CU is, is experiencing some of those struggles that CSU did just because it, it is hard in one recruiting cycle to go out and build a, an offensive line that way. A really, really huge. Um, also, I want to shout out BFN. Um, looks like he got dinged up on that interception, trying to make a tackle. Love the effort, but the fact that he was able to respond from that and then mount these scoring drives was huge. Moving over to the defensive side, helmet sticker for Jack Howell led the team with 15 total tackles. Uh, he is a stud, man. He plays so hard. And he's just one of those guys that you can't help but smile for after these last couple of years. They've been through so much. And when the game was there for the taking, man, he made some really important tackles, especially in that second half. Uh, Justin Sanchez, linebacker, big game for him. Nine total tackles. He had a forced fumble, especially with Chase Wilson getting ejected. Sanchez having a productive night was very, very important. Was the run defense great? No. Uh, but at least they didn't give up some of those 60, 70 yard runs, which has happened against Boise State in the past. I, I anybody that was not there for the Jay Ajayi game, well, maybe don't look it up because we're on a high note right now. A helmet sticker for Boom Jock, edge rusher, continues to really come out. He has been dominant in the run stop game, and he is a very, very talented pass rusher as well as he continues to develop opposite side. Of Mo Kamara, you've got the studs on the inside. Grady Kelly, Cam Baratow. This D-line is can be something special. And uh, finally, we've got some helmet stickers for Patty Turner and Jordan Noyes, the specialists. We've already talked about it a little bit, but there are times where people get really frustrated with Patty Turner because what he does does not look sexy. But he had six punts for an average of 42... and Or, excuse me, six punts for an average of 42.8 yards. He had three inside the 20. That's a great night. They're trying to prevent returns. Like I understand that aesthetically, it does not look like what Stonehouse used to do. It's not that big, towering, you know, sixty-yard punt that you know it, it looks really cool. You're going to see it on the highlights. The thing about those types of punts, you're much more susceptible to the return. So while you aren't going to have as many, you know, sixty-plus bombs with this system with the rugby-style punts, you're also not going to have as many sixty-yard returns. Which, if you look back on 
you know, Stoney's career, especially early on, he kind of figured it out at the end. There were times where he would outkick his coverage and you don't see that with Patty. They are being very deliberate. This is intentional. I, I know there are people that don't believe me, but they really are punting this way on purpose. It's all about just flipping the field, go 40 yards and not allow him to return it. Trust our defense to make a play. He's given this team a chance and he had a couple of punts that he was able to place, you know, inside the 10 that were just huge. Jordan Noyes loved to feel good about a college kicker. Uh, before we get to some of your questions and comments and wrap it up this morning, I want to shout out FOCO, leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, novelty items, and more. They have some of the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. You know, Go get uh, a new bobblehead, maybe. Maybe you're looking for a new pennant to, to hook up the man cave. FOCO always has our back for Colorado sports. They will have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description or for all non-presale items, just use the code DNVR for 10% off your order. I also want to shout out Breckenridge Brewery. You guys know that we love Breck Brew in Denver especially, but I mean, at DNVR, they're just a staple of our company. I love Breck Brew because they have a great variety. I'm not... I'm not a beer snob, just being honest with you guys. I keep it pretty simple. Like I'm I'm fine with a Coors Banquet is probably one of my favorites over the years, but that's why I, I like about Breck. They've got something for everybody. Yeah, they've got a bunch of IPAs and stuff like that, but you could go simple with the Avalanche Amber Ale. You can go the Mountain Beach Sour, which they just nailed. The perfect amount of sweetness, perfect amount of tartness. Uh, the Fun Slinger is good. You can't go wrong with their good company, Hard Seltzers. Whatever you're into, Breck has something for you. Check out the Breck Beer Locator at breckbrew.com. Find a brew near you. Cool. All right, let's let's keep it rolling. Uh, if you guys have any questions, comments you would like me to get to, um, I, I would certainly be down to answer them. Uh, if not, we'll kind of just wrap it up here. You know, technically, this keeps you alive in the Mountain West title hunt. And I, I wouldn't say that we should just completely rule out the possibility of that. You're one and one. That said, I, I still think... You know, you need to clean up a lot. You got to run the ball better. Uh, you got to cut back some of the penalties. Uh, Aaron Harris in the comments earlier mentioned that it is kind of a staple of a Norvell team. And it, it, it is true to a degree. They they want to emphasize playing hard and they're going to live with some of those penalties. They're never going to be one of those teams that doesn't get any. But when you're consistently getting like around 100 yards, it can it can be tough. Um, I, I was not upset with the penalties in this one, to be honest. Um more than anything, I think this win is just important because it, it it allows you to get that boogeyman off your back, to get that monster out that has been Boise State, you know, leaning over your shoulder, always in the back of your minds, like, oh God, we still can't be Boise. They just absolutely owned us for a, a decade plus, and they're obviously the the face of the Mountain West for a reason. And I, I just feel like this can be a transformative win for CSU under Jay Norvell. I believe in what they're building. I've said it after wins. I've said it after losses. I, I try not to ride the emotional roller coaster quite as much as some. Um, I understand why after a game like Utah State, everybody is in a horrible mood. I understand why a game like last night, everybody you know, is feeling high. And like most things, you kind of have to take the good with the bad and, you know, kind of take it with a grain of salt. The truth usually lies somewhere within the middle, but the reality is, is this team is far too talented to not make the postseason. And we got a question here from Taylor Desch 
asking me, and I hope I pronounced your last name correct, my guy. I appreciate the support. Uh, but he asked, is CSU bowl bound? Yes, they are bowl bound. Uh, it would have been really hard to make that prediction if they lost last night, just because you've got three really challenging games coming up with UNLV, Air Force, and Wyoming. To me, if, if you can just find a way to win one of those, you're in such a gorgeous spot going into those final three. San Diego State, Hawaii, Nevada should be favored in all of those. You don't want to necessarily be in a position where you're like three and six and have to win all three. I believe CSU could do that. I, I genuinely do. Um, but I do hope to see the Rams build off of this and just kind of continue the positive progression, clean up some of the inconsistencies we've seen, play a more complete game, which is something that we still have not seen CSU do yet, you know, play a, a four quarter game. But I really do think this was just such a, a massive win for CSU's mindset going into these next couple of weeks, going into these matchups, you know, feeling confident. I just, I think it matters, especially when you have talent and, I know that it's hard sometimes as fans for us to comprehend the fact that these are 18, 19 year old kids that, you know, are trying to deal with the challenges of, of growing up and, and, you know, just being a college student and everything that goes with that on top of putting their blood, sweat and tears into this program and, and working so hard. And when you never get that payoff, it's hard to stick with it. You know, so many times I've gone back to the gym metaphor to me, the hardest part of, going to the gym consistently is going through those plateau periods where you're not seeing the results where you don't have that tangible proof that what I am doing is making a difference. But if you keep doing the right things on a consistent basis, eventually you are going to finally break through. And there are going to be days where you have setbacks. And we've, we've seen that throughout this year. There've been a couple of setback performances. There've been moments where, you know, you know, you show that it, it's clear you're making progress and, I just believe in what's being built right now. I understand that they need to clean some things up. I understand that it's frustrating when you watch this team go four and out or three and out four straight times. It's frustrating when you have three turnovers and you don't do anything with it. But at the end of the day, you found a way to scratch one out and do something this team has not done before. And if you can't enjoy that, like what's the point? You've got to enjoy the journey. You've got to appreciate this process. And for CSU fans, it has been so dark for so long. And I just feel like we finally have that light over the horizon. Like we have summited this hill that we have been on for years and years and years. And now you can see, you know, down in the valley, what you have been working for, what you have been trying to reach for all these freaking years. And I just, they're going to get there. They're going to get there. It might not be this year it may not be perfect but they are what they are building under jay norvell is for real and as my friend charlie says here in the comments jay norvell statement game without a doubt without a doubt this is the most important win csu has had in the last decade i genuinely believe that because of where this program is at the issues they have had the losing tendencies the frustrating moments so much turnover so much turmoil to be able to pull this out after you played your worst game of the season, it's huge. It's huge. And we're seeing this team play with a, a toughness that just has been missing in Fort Collins for so long. And I, I love this group. I love this group from every position. We got a comment here from Douglas. Shout out to Drew Moss. Yeah, shout out to the entire line, man. These dudes are these dudes are battling their asses off. And after what we saw last year, I, I promise you. <laughs> Ram fans are, are very thankful 
for the efforts of all these guys, Savian Henderson, Oliver Jervis, Drew Moss, uh, Jacob Gardner, um, whom I'd miss in there, uh, Drew Cannon and, and Teodi and all these guys, man, they, they're putting in the work and they're getting the results. So I, I think I'm probably going to wrap it up here because I'm going on about three hours of sleep. Uh, my brain is mush, but I do want to say shout out to Ram Nation. I, I really appreciate you guys getting up early with me for this one. We are going to have tons of content coming your way. I'm getting into my writ written takeaways. I'll have column and features and all kinds of stuff, man, because this is the type of win that we should immortalize because that's that's how insane this was. You're down 20 points with six minutes left. You're dead in the water. Nobody in the world believed in you going into the game in the first place, especially when you're down 20. But to, to pull this out, it just speaks volumes to this team's heart, to the fight that they continue to bring week after week. And frankly, when you see some of these guys like Holker and Horton, it's why I was so excited coming into this season, man. I just, I love this team. I love these guys and I'm really happy for them. Just on a human level, I am happy for these guys. And obviously I'm, I'm a CSU guy. That's very evident. I'm an alum. I worked for the program for multiple years. I've now covered the team for eight years and it's been hard. It's been really hard for stretches. So many of these post-game podcasts have been me trying to talk everybody off a ledge and, you know, basically saying the sun will come up tomorrow. You know, it's, it's a hard knock life for us, but the sun will come up tomorrow. And I just think we are so close to getting to where we want to be. You've got to improve the depth a little bit. You'll see that on the, the recruiting trail. You know, you've got to clean up some things, but this program is close. They are so close. And I think this win was just massive. They needed that tangible proof that what you are doing is the right thing. And I, I just, I can't say enough about it. I'm so proud of these Rams. Uh, I'm so happy for this CSU community that has been through so much. And I really believe that this is going to be the, the beginning of something special. So I hope everybody enjoys their Sunday. I want to say a special birthday shout out to my grandma, Diane. Unfortunately, going to have to miss a family outing, something that's very common uh, in my line of work because I have about 10 to 12 hours of work I got to bust out here today, but it's worth it for nights like this. And uh, grandma was cheering on the Rams, so she's she's stoked. Nobody's happier than her, but much love to her. Again, one last time, prayers up for Kennedy McDowell, the McDowell family. I can't even imagine what was going through their mind having to see that. I really hope that the young man is okay because he's a special talent, a really, really good dude too. But shout out to Jay Norvell. Shout out to this program. Shout out to these guys. They earned that one. This was a hell of a night. This was a night I will never forget for as long as I live. And we needed that one. We needed that one. Proud to be, baby. Go Rams. Much love. Peace. Scummy like Martin Scarelli, turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. But water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys, like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly.